The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Angel Talk. I'm Rachel Corpus angel communicator and psychic medium and tis the season to be spooky we are listening to this episode together in october of 2021 and this month is also known as a psychic's busiest time of the year (laughs) because everybody's into the paranormal spooky stuff and because everybody's so into it it really creates a very thin veil between our dimension and other dimensions, which can be kind of spooky. So we're, I would encourage you to do a little bit of research about Halloween and where it came from and All Saints Day coming up, because this is a really beautiful time to honor the dead in various ways and to remember that our bodies finish, but our spirit moves on. Well, today we're going to take this opportunity to look at the Ouija board and compare that to other divination tools. And though I will never tell you what to believe, nor will the angels, I do feel confident in saying that Ouija boards are not good. And this podcast, this episode is meant to inform you and to share some thoughts and ideas about different divination tools and how to use them so that you stay working in the light. And also, some of this episode might be a little bit spooky. So as always, we're going, you know, at this as explorers or seekers. So keep your fear in check, right? This is just something that's meant to empower you because the more we know, the more we can grow, right? So Ouija board. The Ouija board actually came from the spiritualist movement after the Civil War. After the war was over, a lot of people were experiencing grief and in various ways and religion was not doing it for some people kind of the same thing that's happening now where religion just did not fill fill people up as much they needed a more more um i'd say intimate personal relationship with spirit and that is a wonderful thing and some of us blend our religion and spirituality you know do you do you whatever feels right well regardless after the civil war 
people were really into what's called the spiritualist movement. So there were seances, there were people going into trances, there were within the Ouija board and other communication tools like that were created. So it really did come from a good place. But little did they know that when you open a Ouija board and you just start talking to spirit, you open up a highway that you're not in control of. So when we use angel oracle cards, the difference there is we are only talking to our angels only. That's the only entity that can come through for us is our angel or angels or the archangels. You can also use angel oracle cards to talk to family members. But honestly, if you hold those oracle cards in your hand and say, okay, I want to talk to my mom right now. Your angels are still the ones speaking. They're like the liaison or the translator. So even then you're working in the light. You're working with the angels. When you use a pendulum or a divination tool, those can be used for the occult. Honestly, when you use them, you've got to remember that you are channeling something holy and you have to be intentional about that. So always starting our channeling with God surround me with the goodness and safety of your white light or whatever words make sense to you, creator, universe, source. And when you start with that, you have a barrier of protection around you and you have set the intention that you don't want anything or anyone else except your angels or whoever you're wanting to communicate to come through. Those of you who don't use tools and you directly channel, which is what I like to do a lot, same thing. You want to make sure that your body is not used for anything except what you want it to be used for, which is to hear and feel and know messages from the spiritual side of the universe and staying in the light. Sometimes we have dark experiences because that's part of this earth experience. We have polarity, we have duality, the light and the dark, the positive, the negative, the yin, the yang. And so when we have stories that are dark in nature, it truly helps us to witness and participate in the light. That's really the point. And you as a spiritual speaker, seeker, you get to decide how much you want to learn about the dark so you can be better reflected in the light, what is comfortable to you. A lot of us spiritual people, when we're young, we really feel that, especially in our junior high teen years, we really feel that and want to do something with it, but we don't yet have the tools or we haven't had the guidance about how to do it in a wholly safe way. So many people use Ouija boards. My goodness, you can buy them at Walmart and Target, right? They're so easily accessible. But again, we don't know who's coming through. We can't control that highway. Many times when someone uses a Ouija board, it opens up something that remains open. And in fact, I'll tell you that when I was young with my friends, we participated in a Ouija board session and I had an attachment for years. Of course, I didn't know that till later, but I went to see someone who took that off me and it changed my life. And then looking back, I can see all the things that happened because of that and how it shifted my living space and my health, even affected friends of mine. Well, today we're going to talk to someone very dear to me who used, or I'm sorry, not a Ouija board, but I think did a seance when she was in high school. And she's going to tell us about what that was like and what happened afterwards. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. 
Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your story. Um, it's fascinating. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. So tell us what happened. So I was about, let's see, 15 or 16. Um, and I was with my best friend. And we decided that it would be a great idea to have a seance to contact someone who had passed over. Um, I truly didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I didn't think anything was going to come of it. Um, but what happened was it, it actually was a big deal. So we had this, um, you know, the candle flickered out, blew out. I thought maybe she did it, um, but it, it wasn't. The candle went out and that was weird. And we went home and everything was fine. Well, a few nights later, what happened was I was sleeping in my room, which at the time was in an unfinished basement um, that I had made into my teenager room. And I was half asleep, half awake, and I heard footsteps. And they were coming from the other side of the basement. And they got louder and louder, and all the, they stopped by my bed. And I kind of came to, because that's weird. And when I came to, someone was on top of me very heavy, heavy, scary feeling. Um, whatever this was, was very heavy. He had, I say he, but I'm not sure. It felt very masculine, but the hands were on my chest and around my neck. And it said to me, um, through my mind's eye, not out loud, I don't think, um, these hands are hot. And it was very ominous and just very, it was terrifying. Um, I was frozen, I couldn't move, I couldn't scream, I couldn't do anything. So when I was panicked, very fearful, um, and I just started praying, and you know, God, please be with me, um, that sort of a thing, over and over. Oh, it just kind of almost chanting it to try and just ease off, um, and that worked. It, it felt like eternity, but it was probably truly only a few minutes. Um, and then as soon as I was able to kind of gasp for air, I shot up my stairs, all the way up my stairs to the upstairs. And my mom happened to be sitting there on the stairs, upstairs. And I kind of collapsed into her arms and told her what was happening, which is very unusual. Um, and it seemed like a normal thing for her to just kind of catch me and, and talk about what happened. And then, um, that was the end of me sleeping down there. I bet. <laughs> so then, it, uh, it said that my hands are hot. What do you make of that? It said these hands are hot. Um, I have no idea what I, what I thought at the time and what I still think now is, you know, whatever it was, was telling me to get out of there. Um, and it was, almost, it felt like a warning or, you know, this, I, I shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it might've even been something from maybe a dimension or layer that was kind of hell oriented if it's hands are hot that's my wondering yeah. um, boy and and it's so amazing that 
when you went upstairs, your mom was there and, and was she very open and receptive to what you told her? Oh yeah. Thank God for that. I mean, yeah. it's so important to validate our kids when they're, they're scared. Right. And you thankfully had that validation and that reassurance. Yeah. She also had had um, some experiences and through her lifetime. So this was something that was very real and I was believed. Good. And did anything else happen? Yeah, so I believe this is the same um, spirit or entity. I My room was no longer down there, but there was a treadmill in the same kind of area where my bed was. And I was, it was in the middle of the day, probably a Saturday, and I was walking on the treadmill. And I look up and I see a very tall entity in a cloak. And um, it wasn't facing towards me, so I couldn't see in the hood, but it was like a sideways view. And again very ominous just scary i'm getting chills talking about it feeling um and i turned off the treadmill and i got on top of an entertainment center that was right next to the treadmill and i pushed myself into the corner so that i could see the room and i kind of got into a fetal position and put my head down i felt like i couldn't move because he was standing right next to the stairway to go upstairs and so he was blocking me down there and oh. i didn't want to enter into his realm yeah and um and then my dad randomly came down for something and I shot up those stairs and I don't think I went down there much after that I think your angels probably sent your dad yeah that's one of the ways they intervene when we're in psychic danger spiritual danger they send other people I'm and I'm seeing your angels your angel on your left side nodding a yes validating that um can I ask a question about the entity? Oh, please do. Uh, could you see through it? No. Wow. So could you um, could you make out like the texture of the fabric or what do you remember it looked like? Yeah, gray, dark gray. And the inside of the hood, what I could see was black. And there were kind of sparks of light, little like sparks um around him hmm. yeah i have chills makes me sweat you know for yeah, those it definitely was not transparent it was solid. I, wow 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 um i mean i think people listening right now myself included who have had a paranormal experience that felt evil or dark we all have goosebumps right now because it resonates with us and it is very real i mean a lot of these things happen at night when we're asleep and we kind of discount them like well it must have been a dream or i was half asleep you were downstairs in your basement on the treadmill yeah in the middle of the day yeah. wow yes in the middle of the day yeah that's amazing um and do you think this began because of the seance I really do. I think I opened something I shouldn't have in that seance because it all started then. And my poor friend um, who was with me, things started happening to her um, and she's shut down spiritually and she still is to this day because of that. Well, I can understand. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I think a lot of people end up shutting down because something happens that's very scary. Mm -hmm. And, but also for you, you know, you at some point decided, well, I, I can be in control of this. I'm going to work in the light because you've really continued your spiritual journey, haven't you? 
Yeah, I mean, once I kind of took the reins um, and and dove in, which I think all this stuff is that that was very scary. Um, I was I feel like a child and easy prey, and that's maybe why that happened. But um, as an adult, when I got kind of a hold of everything, I look back on that experience and think, "Ooh, that was." I was weird, um, but I, I am glad that I have um, tools to kind of protect myself now. And so if that happened to me now, I know exactly what to do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and I think you mentioned this to me, but if you'd share with our listeners, how did you, how did you handle, or have you, have you done anything with the space since then? Cause you don't live there anymore. Yeah, I don't live there. Um, I felt really awful, actually, because someone else moved into that home not not too long after that. And I, I guarantee you, they probably had some scary encounters. Um, I closed, I listened to a podcast about closing portals with you. And the first thing I thought of, and I think I pushed pause, was to close that. Um, and then I felt very sorry for whoever I had to experience that because of our... Um, seance that day Mm. but I tried to close it it feels like you did honestly um just when I asked the angels to show me that area and show me the house it still feels like there's stuff happening but it feels like it's at a normal level because we always have spirit around us but I don't sense that portal and the portal did open in the basement from what I can see um Mm -hmm. And that could be because the basement was unfinished in that connection to the land. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that could still feel very earthy. And also, I think you mentioned to me once that this was in front of the furnace. Yeah. So maybe EMF was propelling that or fueling that spirit. And your fear. I mean, fear is like food for them. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then has anything else happened? Do you remember anything else related to this when you were living there? Um, Well, my mom saw the same entity down on the treadmill. So she saw it too. Um, And then, you know, it just, it was kind of dark in that basement um, for some reason. But I saw it. So after that, what happened um, was I, even though I was upstairs and not downstairs, I had like night terrors, nightmares. my mom had this childhood doll from like the seventies that was like, you know, three or four feet tall. And in this reoccurring dream, that doll was animated and was running down those basement stairs towards me. And I would wake up just like in panic mode. My goodness. You know, that's something that is related to the entity because um, there are some entities, I don't want to scare everybody, but there are some entities that can enter our dreams and actually know what would scare us and it's a way to torment us Um, that's chilling I mean having a three-foot doll in your bedroom anyway that's kind of scary but (laughs) having a bad dream about it my mom threw that poor doll away and I feel guilty about that because it was from her childhood but she's like we don't need that here (laughs) for her what a good mom I know good well Thank you so very much for sharing your story. I I know that, you know, as we listen, it's really fascinating and also very familiar to a lot of people. We all, a lot of us listening to this podcast in particular, you know, we're seekers, we're looking for what's out there and we're always, you know, fighting and learning about how to do this work in the light. 
in a positive way. And sometimes dark stuff happens because honestly, it helps us remember how good it is to be in the light and to learn how to protect ourselves. And also as spiritual mamas, it helps us raise our kids when they have scary stuff, just like your mom did with you to not escalate the fear, but to validate and to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Diana. Um, Thanks from everybody. And you have a beautiful day. Yes. Thank you. You too. Wow. What a story, right? And I know a lot of you who listen to that are remembering your personal stories about things that happened that are similar, or maybe replaying when you did a seance or played with the Ouija board. Let's just take a moment. And for all of us who have dabbled in that, let's clean that up. Let's get that out of our atmosphere. We're going to call in our angels and our creator, feel them with you, feel their warmth and their love. And we're just going to say in the light of God, any choices that we have made that are not in the light, we ask you to take away any energy that's still connected to us from that activity. And we ask you to clear away any residual fear or power that that situation has over us. We are now clear and clean and fresh and ready to go about our business in the light. Remember, you have support as you grow. As we grow, sometimes it's scary because when we see the dark, we really appreciate the light. But seeing things that are dark in nature can be very scary and isolating, especially if you think when you share it with people, they're going to think you're nuts. Well, we're building a community here, aren't we? And I'm grateful for you to always, you know, for tuning in and sharing this with other people. Reach out, won't you? The best and easiest way to find me is by going to my website, rachelcorpus.com. And of course, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. I encourage you today to download the free Mind, Body, Spirit FM app onto your phone. That way you can listen to any of these episodes. They're all archived. You can go back and listen as much as you want. And also there are amazing shows on this network that are all spiritual in nature. They're fabulous. So enjoy that when you're driving or going on a walk or closing your eyes for a moment. Take that opportunity to open up that app and just say, angels, what looks good today and see where you're guided. If you have not heard this lately, I need you to hear, you are so loved and I love you. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.